Hello, and thank you for listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is, of course, to be the best mom ever, and most importantly, stay sane while we do it. So today's episode is geared towards older kids. So how to get your teenage siblings to stop fighting. That is something that I think every mom who has a teenager has probably gotten to the point of being at their wit's end. I feel like this is one of those things in motherhood and parenting that has the potential to kind of like break you, so to speak. I mean, it really can be very heavy. You know, teenagers are at an age where, you know, in their development, they, you know, have a very, you know, strong sense of things that they want to do, but they don't really have the full reasoning ability. That's really the problem with teenagers is that everything's new and exciting and they're at the age where they can experience a lot of things and understand, but they just don't have sound reasoning ability. And that's the reason why, you know, along with today's episode, it gets problematic for teenagers when they do have a sibling at home because there's a lot of fighting that goes on because again, they're just not wired at that point to really kind of be more reasonable, okay? And there could be some other things that you're dealing with too. Maybe your teenager has, you know, some things that they are really struggling with. You know, um, anxiety now is very popular in teenagers. you know, they might be dealing with pressure from school, you know, maybe bullying or things like that. And those things really do affect their mood in a very significant way when they're teenagers, right? So those are just some reasons why they could be prone to being a little bit more um, up in arms and a little bit more easy to start or participate in arguments, right? So With all that said, though, our job is to nurture them along the way and, of course, still be that steadfast, strong feature in their life that can still handle these situations, right, even though it's difficult. Now, I myself do not have a teenager, so I really had to do a little bit of digging for today's episode. So, of course, I reached out to close family and friends who do have teenagers and really kind of asked them some things that they feel have worked for them over the years in dealing with their teenagers. So the first thing that I want to share that I found, several of the women that I spoke to said that they really saw that teenagers needed more individual time with each parent. And that really kind of helped stop some arguing. And again, they may be having arguments that are totally not related to how they're feeling about the parents. Maybe they're just arguing over an item in the room or why one gets to go one place and the other one doesn't. But I think it speaks to the point that they need to feel that they still have a piece of your time so that they could talk about some of the things that are on their mind. Because again, as teenagers, they got a ton of stuff on their mind. They got all these emotions and things like that. And it's just hard to deal with. And I feel, you know, 
in like parental culture, it's like saying you have a teenager is almost like a four letter word, you know, and it's, and it works both ways. Like when people hear you have a teenager, you say, oh, my name is so-and-so. Yeah. And I have a 16 year old. Oh, hey, oh, and you get all these like faces and like, oh, I feel bad for you. And oh my goodness. I remember when, or glad I'm not at that stage yet. And all these other kinds of things. And then the parents who do have the teenager, you know, sometimes we allow the frustration to come out that we're experiencing with them. And that is understandable. It's not an easy job, but, you know, kind of letting it come out too much, especially if you're a teenager or teenagers can hear, I really do feel that, you know, unfortunately, it's probably going to impact them in a negative way. So, but with that being said, um, another thing that I feel that I really want to share today that a lot of the moms that I talked to who do have teenagers said is, you know, having them sit down with their sibling and actually talk, actually talk about what it is they're disagreeing with. Because again, at this point, the mom has been breaking up fights between these two for years at this point, right? Like since they were like five and two or whatever, you've been breaking up fights. So you may be at the point where you're just so sick and tired of it, right? And so your main goal in breaking up the fights sometimes is just to break up the fight, to stop the actual noise that you're hearing. And while that is important to do, you also still want to make sure you're taking the time to help them resolve issues. Because if you're the one who is constantly interjecting and they're not able to work through their challenges that they're having with their sibling, then that is something that could impact their development. You know, it might be hard for them when they get older as young adults to really like step back and say, okay, why am I upset? And what did this person actually do to upset me? So a key takeaway from that, I feel, you know, from the parents that I spoke with is Again, making sure that when these arguments do occur, and you don't have to do it for every single argument, right? Sometimes they just aren't, she's in my way, and it's my turn in the bathroom, you know, not those little arguments, but those arguments that you could tell their feelings are really hurt. Maybe they're yelling at the top of their lungs, maybe they're throwing stuff at each other, or, you know, what have you. When you can tell that there is some emotionally charged energy flying around, those are the ones that you really want to sit them down at a table, sit them down at the table, make them look at each other, you know, from one to the next and say, okay, I want you to share with your sibling, with your brother or sister, what exactly you are upset about and vice versa. And then make them come up with their own solution for handling the problem. Okay, and I think that that is something that's really huge because again, it's going to teach them to do this as young adults and older adults, right? It's going to teach them how to understand what they're feeling and why, and how to help other people understand what they're feeling and why, and how to work through and find a solution. Okay, um, the next point that was shared with me is avoiding situations where they can actually get in an argument, okay? And that one is a really good one, but I feel like, I mean, some people might think it's like a cheating way. Well, that's not really addressing anything. Eh, I mean, you can't win them all. And, you know, what you don't have to have them fight about, I don't think that there is anything wrong with 
just avoiding some situations. You know what I mean? With younger kids, you know, we do a little bit of avoidance, you know, type things like, okay, if this is something that they're going to be upset by, just remove it. So it could be, again, that they are, you know, arguing over, you know, the bathroom. You know, maybe if you have several teenage girls, you know, it's my turn in the bathroom and da 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 da, da. Maybe it's coming up with a schedule for that particular activity. Okay, this is when so-and-so does it. This is when the other one does it. And sticking to it and make them stick to it and make them hold each other accountable. And you hold them accountable. So that could be something that could help in that area. Okay, so now what I wanted to go ahead and do is do um, a quick screen share for you guys. So if you're watching this on um, YouTube or Facebook or any other um, outlet that you are plugged into, you'll be able to go ahead and see this article. If not, you know, that's okay too, but sometimes it's great just to have the information right in front of you, right? Okay, so in my research, I did find this one article that I want to share with you guys. And it kind of goes a little bit into the why they happen. Um, and, and it gives some encouraging tips. So uh, the, the title article, so when does teenage siblings fighting happen? When does teenage sibling fighting happen? So it says, if your kids are in the early part of their teenhood, especially if the youngest child is one, then this is the peak of your kids' siblings' rivalry, okay? Significant changes are happening to both siblings, especially with the younger ones. So the younger child may have seen the older child as someone to look up to and to follow, but as they become a teen, they are starting to become more independent. So as a result, the older teen's authority figure power doesn't work well, and this may end up causing lots of fights and power struggles now. I can say in hindsight, this absolutely is true. And I experienced it. I have a younger sibling and I remember, you know, I always was that one because my mom just kind of empowered me to always be a helper and help with my younger sibling. And I wanted to, and it was great. And I think I was happy to do it. And I felt important and I felt authoritative, you know, maybe too much so at certain points, but, I definitely remember that day when my younger sibling just altogether stopped listening to me. And I can remember being like, mom, you know, he's not listening. I said this and he just didn't care because all these years, they're on your footsteps, right? They're right on your heels. They want to do everything you do. They want to say everything you say. They think you're so awesome until that one day when you are not. And it happens, bam, like that overnight. One day you're hot with them, next day you're not. And you're just like, what happened? They were awesome and they looked up to me and admired me. And now they're like fighting you all the time. So this is something that is happening between the two teenagers, okay? Or may maybe one's a teenager and one is like maybe 10 or 11, you know? So. It just gets really tricky. And I think as the parent, you have to kind of see that moment when it happens and then, you know, step in in a positive way and say, okay, you know, now you're a little bit older and you have these feelings and you want your independence and you don't want your sibling around, but 
can you be, you know, understanding that they still want to kind of follow in your footsteps a little bit, or, you know, maybe they're at the point where they're also getting to the point of being a teenager too, and they have their own ideas and opinions, and they're tired, <laughs> and they don't need you to be that, you know, admir admirable figure anymore, you know, they're still going to love their sibling, they're still going to, you know, have that type of, you know, looking up to to them but it just changes you know and sometimes that change kind of happens in a very abrupt nasty way like you ain't the boss of me i don't have to listen to you anymore i can remember those words and the first time i heard it and it was just like well wait a minute i kind of like bossing you around you know like listen to me and stuff because i love you and i like bossing you around you know <laughs> so it just it's just a tough one, okay? So um, some tips to do now that you know what you're dealing with, because again, as parents, we need to be able to step outside and say, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. This is the stage that I'm at, and here's how I need to handle it and some things that I can do. So here's some things that you could do. So number one, try not to intervene. Now, this is one that can go kind of, eh, I feel that you're not going to always not be able to intervene. There are some times where you're still the mom, you know, you're still the parents and they still do live under your roof. So you, you have the authority to intervene with your minors. I, you know, strongly stand by that. But at the same time, we do want them to use the tools that we are giving them to actually solve their own problems. Okay. So it says, when your teens are fighting or engaging in a power struggle, you may believe that as a parent, you should have to address the argument. However, during the teen phase, teenagers are learning to resolve disputes on their own. They may be getting into discussions with their other friends and peers, and by letting them figure out a way for them to solve the problem, your teens may naturally figure out a way to love each other, okay? So there's definitely a lot of truth to that, but again, they ain't adults yet, so I'm not going to let them, you know, just, they may not arrive at the right conclusion. We still have to guide them in some ways. So maybe it's, you know, maybe it looks like this. You let them kind of have the argument and you listen. And then when things calm down, okay, you maybe approach them individually and then you approach them together and say, okay, I heard the argument. I see that you guys worked it out. How are you able to arrive at that conclusion? How can mommy help? How can daddy help? You know, so we don't have this problem again. But I think just saying, okay, they're going to argue, they're going to fight, let them work it out. If it's something major, I'm only talking major things, you know, with this. I feel that, you know, just completely letting something major go and not really guiding them in a way. I I personally don't agree with that portion of this article, okay? And I think it's okay not to agree on everything. Again, my goal here is just to share information with mommies and get them to think and figure out the best way that they can be the best mommy that they could be, okay? And that's gonna look a little bit different for everybody, okay? So next, the article goes on to say all about listening. 
If you do intervene, you should make sure that both teens are listening to each other. This is a great way to change your kid's behavior. Sometimes there's just a miscommunication and the teens aren't listening to each other well. And it's okay for you to teach them to listen to each other and resolve the problem, okay? So there you go. You know, I definitely agree with that. I would just add to it, you know, there might be a situation where, you know, you may have to set some limitations, say, you know, I really don't want you guys, you know, using profanity with each other when you get so mad, you know, you're allowed to have an argument, but, you know, I don't want to have the profanity in the house or what have you. So, again, up to you. Um, next I point that the article makes is write down solutions. So positive parenting involves writing down some potential solutions. Write down some possible ways that they can resolve the fight and then have your teens try to do it, okay? So again, just taking some practical steps. Stepping in with fighting. Now here is where it kind of talks a little bit, you know, if the situation has become toxic, some ways um, that you can step in. The one thing that I think is a takeaway from us, for us, excuse me, is try not to get on their level and shout and fight on your own, but instead calmly shut the fight down and seek intervention if things go south, okay? And that's gonna be a hard one to do because I know even with my like little teeny like siblings, they're so young right now, it's a challenge for me not to stoop to their level, you know, and their level is way lower than mine. So if you're, teenagers, you know, are having this, you might feel like you want to take one side of the argument, you know, like, well, she, you should be, don't do this. And so it's hard to kind of objectively, like, facilitate this situation. Um, but I think, you know, do the research, ask people who have had teenagers, and then kind of put together your own game plan, and you'll be just fine. Then it uh, goes on to talk about, of course, don't play favorites. You know, I talked about this particular point in another episode where I talked about briefly, you know, between toddlers. And this, you know, is one that really, even into adulthood, people still feel like, well, you know, mama always liked her more. And you know, well, daddy, he never spent as much time with me as he did the other one. That kind of thing really affects people for their life. So, and I feel like in some ways, a kid is always going to feel like one of the parents loved one more than the other or gave one more attention more than the other. And I don't think that there is, that issue cannot 100% be solved because it's a perception, right? If someone feels that that's what it is, then they may just feel that way and that's how they feel about it and that's it, right? But we don't wanna to add to it, you know? So try to be as fair and across the board as you can. And again, if you got teenagers of different ages, one might be 16 and one might be 15, okay, well, she's allowed to drive and you're not, you know, legally. There's nothing you can do about that. So again, there's going to be things that you're not going to be able to get around some unjust treatment sometimes, but to the best of your ability, make them feel equally loved. And I think the biggest way a parent can do that is spending individual time with each child, you know, maybe have a date that you take them out to do something with them or what have you, but that's a way that I feel it, it really is far reaching for them. Uh, next, the article goes on to say, give them space. 
Okay. So sometimes I feel with teenagers and I, I do this now, even with my little tots is sometimes they just must spend too much time together, especially with this whole COVID situation being locked up inside. Help us out, man. This is ridiculous. Okay. I really think separating them sometimes is key. So um, like I feel, you know, and, and this is, this can be applied to a teenager too. So what I will do is when my, my tots have their like downtime, they're like TV time. So everything's done and now it's like a break time, right? And I give them like 30 minutes, okay? I will put one TV on in the room for the one tot and the other TV on in the other room for the other tot. Because for me, they're arguing, arguing about what show they want to watch. So again, if you can alleviate that, all right, I'm going to let you both, you got something in your room, you got something in the other room, okay? So this is something that even with teenagers, they're going to fight about if you got one TV in the house, whatever. I want to watch this. You always want to watch that. So maybe give them times or if you can separate them into a different room and then say it to them. The good thing about a teenager is that they can actually hear and understand what you're talking about loud and clear, you know? So just say to them, you know what, you guys are getting into a lot of arguments. I really think this is all stemming from the fact that you both just need some individual time. So for the next hour, I want you over there and you over there and don't talk to each other. This is like a no interaction time up in here. Okay, so just give them some, give them some downtime, okay? Um, so I really feel that these are these um, tips from the article were great overall. And so I wanted to share. I hope my two cents in the beginning was also helpful to everyone as well. So again, thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy podcast. Have a great day and see you in the next episode.